Today is Monday, October 10th, 2011. This is episode 200. Welcome to Countless Screaming Argonauts. I'm T-Fat P, the Fabulous Penguin. And I'm Max. And Max, if I had a horn, I'd be tooting it, because today is our 200th episode. Ta-ta-da-da! And not only that, but we are within 15 days, two weeks, of our fourth anniversary. You know, I was trying to remember the, the exact day. I was thinking I it checked was... It. Yeah, I checked it before we got on. It was October 25th was our first post, our first podcast posting. So I want to throw this out to you. What I'd like to do is make October Countless Screaming Argonaut Month. Our bicentennial. Our bicentennial. Uh, or is it <laughs> our four-year anniversary? Quad, quadcentennial. <laughs> Something like that. Our fourth centennial. Right, our fourth centennial. And so we should do like special stuff all month. Okay. You know, maybe like we'll, we'll give our listeners a couple of extra podcasts. You know, we'll oh. just... We'll, we'll we'll be wild and crazy. Bonuses. <laughs> Bonuses. Bonus podcasts. Bonus Argonauts. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's get started on this puppy. You once mentioned a story about a placebo buttons. Yes. And I found a, an article on it in, strangely enough, finance.yahoo.com. And they mention the elevator closed door button, and they mention the walk signal button, which we talked about. Yep, we talked about both of those. They mentioned HDTVs, in that if you're not getting an HD signal, people still tend to go, wow, this picture is really good, (laughs) (laughs) because it's on an HDTV. They mentioned office thermostats. Which yep. you could certainly believe, apartment thermostats. I almost think we talked about that. Uh, we may have. We may have. Um, but the one that I thought w- was interesting was the butt-toning shoes. Have you seen ads for these sneakers that propose to make your butt tight? I have. It has to do with the um, it has to do with the uh, the insert or something, right? The way your foot falls. Well, yeah, except it's not an insert. The bottom of the right, sole the is of the rolled right. like a, a rocker. Right. Reebok was just ordered by the Federal Trade Commission to pay $25 million in refunds for claiming that its toning shoes would strengthen and tone the thighs and butts of people who wore them. That's interesting. Uh, you know why that's interesting? Why is that interesting? Because I, you know that I one of the one of the blogs that I read is a woman who's also an amputee. Right. And she wrote a blog post about those shoes. Yeah. Saying how much it helped her. Interesting. On her on her prosthesis because of the rolling action. Well, and did she feel it made her butt? Well, no, because you can't to- you can't tone fiberglass. You well, know, most of her leg is fiberglass and, and titanium, so yeah. it wouldn't have any effect on that. But the act of walking because your ankle is. Um, set in one place right it makes not, it a little hard to walk and the, the and so those shoes kind of give dynamic. you that role right um is your prosthesis dynamic no it's not there's no hinge at, at your ankle. no hinge at the ankle no i didn't Solid. know that i thought there was 
Um, so in that case, maybe something actually worthwhile about those. Right. But they don't tone your ass. No. Uh, okay. USA Today last year quoted a professor of medicine who called such claims, quote, utter nonsense. Uh, <laughs> he said the only possible effect could be to destabilize the Achilles tendon. Little update for today. There you go. Another update. Great Lakes wind farms are failing the NIMBY test. Okay. Uh, this is from VentureBeat.com. Interesting. We've talked about that a lot. Several different several different things, including that tower in the desert and the wind farms off the coast of Nantucket and several other of those kind of things. Yeah. So what does the article say? Just the American Southwest is striving to become the epicenter of the country's solar market. Midwest is poised to lead in wind power. Uh, efforts to install turbines in the Great Lakes have literally run into a wall of opposition. The U.S. Department of Energy has determined that Great Lakes region is incredibly well suited. Blah blah. blah. Where's my, where's my uh, NIMBY part? As such, companies surrounding states and Canada have to rush to draw plants. Uh, Sixteen thousand six hundred fifty megawatts. Uh, eco-friendly organizations are unenthusiastic about turbines. And basically, I guess that to uh, stop them from putting turbines, wind turbines, yeah. in the Great Lakes. Let's wait till gas gets to be like $9 a gallon. Yeah. I, did you see, have you seen the commercial for the Chevy Volt where the guy yes. stopped to take a pee? At the gas station, yes, I have. I've seen that. That's a very, yeah. very interesting commercial. Oh, yeah, because the, the whole point of it is why are you here? Right. But in the course of the conversation, he says, well, yeah, we can put gas in it. That right. makes it a hybrid, doesn't it? It does, but I think the definition of, and the, you know, we're going to get into government regulation. I think the definition of hybrid is that at least, like, say, the gas power has to be at least used X amount of time, and you can use the Chevy Volt and never use gas. Huh. You can run it totally electric. The gas can be there to either help you boost your range, right, or it's really about range and not mileage. I thought they were completely electric yeah well i I, you know maybe someday in the future when there's lots and lots of those electrical gas pump things right which we could have if we had more wind turbines you know what is electric entirely no what the tesla okay does not have a carbon right okay but the problem with that is if you know if it's 500 miles from here to your next charger and the car only has a range of 400 miles. What do you do? Walk. Walk. T- take your other car. Take your Rolls Royce. I mean, you know. Yeah. Whatever Whatever it is that you have to do. They're about the same price. Right. <laughs> no, so, it's it's just my opportunity to say Tesla on this podcast. There you go. It's better than you saying testes. So. <laughs> <laughs> but the podcast isn't over yet. So. <laughs> right. So before you were talking about something about 200s of. Mm. And I'd love to hear that. All right, since this is our 200th episode, I have a list of what else happened 200 times. Okay. And, of course, first thing is dollars given to Monopoly players. It's not really 200 times, but Monopoly uh, money starts at $200. A cholesterol level of 200 and below is considered desirable. Okay. Uh, If you're a NASCAR fan, this is interesting, and you might know it. Not you personally, but whoever the NASCAR fan is in our and our listening audience, both might, of you, <laughs> might know that Richard Petty won 200 NASCAR Cup 
series races. Interesting. A common ISO standard film speed, 200. Yeah. Denomination of the Euro note. Well, we don't have a $200 bill. Is that right? There is no... no... Yeah, ones and fives, ones and fives. Everything? Do we have a $500 bill? Yeah. But no, two, well, $200 bill, yeah. No 200 300 or 400 but we have a 500 We don't have a $5,000 bill, do we? Yeah, I believe we do. I think, it's, I think it's always the same. 1000 5000 I think there's probably a 10000 50000 Wow, interesting. I didn't know that. And probably Grover Cleveland Alexander is on the $5,000 now. <laughs> it could be. Because <laughs> Jim Howard Taft was a baseball fan? I don't know. Right. Oh, maybe they could put uh, Ronald Reagan on one of those, like the million-dollar bill. <laughs> Because that's what he stuck us with when he left. <laughs> He's bound to end up on money. There's too much of a cult behind him to not put him on money. Well, they named everything else after him, from airports to... Uh... Buildings to boats. Naturally, the biggest machine of war in the United States arsenal is named after Reagan. Although, arguably, it should be named after Cheney. But then it would probably just shoot the ship next to it. <laughs> let, me, let me finish with one more 200. 200... Capital M, small e, capital V, is the temperature of a quark-gluon plasma phase transition. Oh, good. A Star Trek reference. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is real science. A quark-gluon. A 200. I think that might be Kelvin. I'm not sure. MEV? I, I couldn't even begin to tell you that. All right. Anyway, well, well I'll let it go. So, quickie on, uh, on, on politics. A couple of weeks ago, I had talked to you about how when Perry came into the GOP race, that had the weird effect of knocking Michelle Bachman down and raising Ron Paul. And raising Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. Well, Ron Paul won this weekend's value voter straw poll in, yeah. And I, I thought it was very, very interesting because, A, he does not fit the GOP stereotype at all. And they immediately, as soon as he was announced as the winner, they immediately tried to downplay the fact that he had won, saying how that he had, you know, that there were 600 people who bought tickets only for the day of the poll, and they all left right after the voting, and that a lot of them wouldn't stay and listen to the other speakers speak, yada, 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 yada. Right, that's what they're saying. But what they're not saying is is that, Herman Cain finished second. So you had two guys who probably aren't electable mm-hmm. finishing one-two in the value straw poll. Well, that's interesting. Uh, my first thought is uh, I object to your qualification that Ron Paul is is not your typical Republican or however you said it because he's batshit insane. So well, okay, he fits the he fits the Michelle Bachman square peg in a round hole. There you go. But he's not your typical. No, he's not your. Typical Republican. I mean, he's gone. He's gone way, way, way over to the side. Uh, yeah, he's he's some odd form of of libertarian and social menace. Yeah. Uh, the most interesting thing I thought was the breakdown of the votes. Okay, there's about two thousand people voted, right? Uh huh. So Ron Paul got thirty seven percent. Herman Cain got 23%. Mm-hmm. Rick Santorum finished third. Yeah, that would have been his group right there. Right, which is a nod to that, right? And then Perry had 8%, Bachman 8%, Romney 4%. Right, well, you're talking about your evangelical right, Christians right, here. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the, the one that I thought was the most outstanding was that in the 2,000 votes, there were two people who voted for John Huntsman. Oh, yeah? Two out of 2,000. Wow, that's not a good person. Percentage. 
No, it's not. It's not. You know, it's it's just that obviously that that Ron Paul is not the front runner, no matter what poll he wins. Should the media give him a little more credit when he finishes high in the polls? I, I think that's a really good question, and I and I don't know. I don't know because then you're actually kind of encouraging the media to politicize. <laughs> and we know they don't do that. Side of MSNBC and, and Fox News, we don't do that. <laughs> I don't think you mentioned Herman Cain won the Florida straw poll. Yes, he did. Surprisingly so. Yeah, that was really shocking to me. He seems like an angry son of a gun. Well, I tell you, you know, everything that I've read blog-wise – says that there's no way that they that the uh, that the party's going to select a black GOP nominee. They're just not going to do it. So no matter how well he does, again, it's one of those things, no matter how well he does, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to create an issue, which I love. I love the creating more issues for right. him to do it. The other thing that came out of this straw poll or this values conference was the whole furor about Mormonism. Did you hear about that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I knew this coming i knew this. oh yeah absolutely absolutely so first they call it that first they call him a uh they call him a cult they call it a cult right and they say it's not christian right this is the guy who introduced rick perry at some function along the way and so immediately perry's minions are backing away from that big time right do you know who closed the values conference no mormon convict glenn beck <laughs> mormon convert convert what did i say convict <laughs> Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, and this is and this is what he said. As people have come onto the stage, there have been that have been for or against, I guess, members of my faith. I celebrate the right to say those things in America. Me too. I can't wait to go see the the Mormon show on Broadway. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the Book of Mormon. Oh yeah, sing it from the rafters, baby. You knew it was coming, Max. We've been talking about it coming for months. Oh, and I think this is exactly the group who's going to be most offended by it. I know. Oh. I and and I loved it. The guy just came right out and said, "Christians don't think of anything about these people except that they're a cult." Right. Which brings me to one of my theories that you may have heard me say before: uh, the difference between a cult and a religion is size. <laughs> you know, the Mormons were created a hundred years ago in upstate New York. Sorry about right. that, people. But the little town that I live near, Bainbridge, New York, threw Joseph Smith out because he was trying to divine where treasure was through a blue piece of glass <laughs> because he was a nut job. You know, if you want to say that your religion is a real religion because there's four million people in it, even though it was started by a nut job, and yes, I will say it. Joseph Smith was a nut job and a fraud, uh, then fine. It's a real religion. You have four million of the most peaceful, wonderful, trustworthy, reasonable, shall I say rational people who Be careful, follow a religion that was started by a nut job. Sorry, little tangent. Okay. I just I love to get the fact that he was thrown out of the county. In court documents, we can prove it. So, uh, so what else you got, Max? You got something oh, good? Gosh, I do have stuff here. Oh, I, I remember we did a story about people mining for gold in the streets of Manhattan because uh, yes, uh, clothing had gold flecks falling off it. Japan's sewers may be paved with gold. Japan may be struggling with a deepening recession. 
However, a sewage pre- treatment facility in Nagano, and they call them prefectures, which I find so British, in the Nagano Prefecture, huh. north of Tokyo, has reported a, a yield of gold extracted from sludge to rival the production of some of the best mines in the world. 10,000 pounds worth of gold has been found in the sewage in Japan. Well, I, you know, the obvious question is, Max, how does it get there? Uh, they talk about it. I believe it's from uh, – has been attributed to high concentrations of precision equipment manufacturers using the precious metal in the Nagano region. Every circuit board worth its salt has gold fingers. Right, but and how does that get into the sewage? Are they talking well, about it – that's a good question. I don't think they they answer that there, but there's a lot of heavy metals and a lot of valuable metals in dead computers. Mm-hmm. Uh, major source of resources, including gold, silver, lead, zinc, and copper, of course. That's it, just from landfills. Wow, that's amazing, huh? Interesting, huh? So we have that. And what else have we got in my little store of little-known and unimportant facts? Stories from the mailbags, gold. Oh, this I thought was (laughs) – I'll pose this as a question to you. You've seen the pictures of the toddlers in tiaras. Yes, I have. It's disgusting. um, Okay. Did you see that there was a couple of young boys who – were trotted out in videos preaching the gospel in Pentecostal terms. No, I didn't see that. I mean, I've seen that in the past, but not nothing recently. So my question to you is, which is worth a three-year-old Pentecostal preacher or a three-year-old young girl dressed as a hooker? Wow. I mean, that's a, that's a great question, and I I think I lean towards the worst being the hooker. Yeah, well, it's because it's so slimy. I mean, you know, a Pentecostal minister at three years old is slimy, but it's not that slimy. But you know this child is being told, you are on a mission from Jesus. And, uh, you know, they don't make Pentecostal preachers out of the Hasidim. These kids are, are mimicking something that they saw. And people are looking at it and saying it's the Holy Ghost. And this child will forever be believing that he is something, uh, you know, something of God, of a higher authority. What does it do to the psychology of a child to say God has chosen you? What will it do to his ego? Well, I don't know. I I don't know. I it's I find pretty, it it's impulsive to dress your daughter as a hooker. I I find it really problematic to to tell a child that he speaks the word of God at three or four years old. Well, now I got I got a, a follow up, not a follow up, but but I have another interesting religious tidbit that okay. would go well right here. All right. Okay. Are you aware of the fact that there is now an organization in the southern 
states of this country and parts of Utah that are trying to replace Halloween with a Christian giving festival called, are you ready for this? Samhain. Say Samhain. Jesus Ween. <laughs> oh, that's three times in a row you've made me belly laugh. And there are, there's, a, there's a website, jesusween.com. Oh, it's my. got a Facebook page and it's got a Twitter where they basically are trying to, you know, uh, make make Jesus part of the Halloween, you know, the Halloween tradition and get rid of the pagan ideas behind it. Which so, is, you know, realistically, theologically, is what Christmas is all about originally. You know, well, Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. Right. Right. You it, know, it was, was they born chose the- that day because it was in the middle of some pagan holidays and they needed some sort of Saturnalia, I think it was. Right. But I don't think you're going to get Jesus Ween replacing Halloween anytime soon. Well, no, I hope not. Uh, Halloween was, I, I believe, designed to replace the pagan festival of Samhain, which I think is spelled something like Samhain, uh, which is a, a Druidic uh, Celtic holiday of harvest celebration but there was something in there about that's the the night of the the, the end of october uh, souls could cross over so there was this sort of reverence for the dead but it was also the dying time of year and the catholics said november 1st is all saints day huh? October 31st will be All Souls Day, which it is. It's not a, a, a holiday of obligation, but it is a, a holy day. It's not a high holy day. So uh, they were trying to replace Halloween way back when. Uh-huh. Um, Jesus Ween sounds vaguely dirty. I'm sorry. Well, they, they mentioned that, and, and they said that they said that the website is incredibly up. Um, what do they say? Incredibly unintentionally creepy. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. Um, my buddy, his his church has a a thing where the people bring their cars around and they uh, give the kids candy, but they don't dress up in costumes and they, uh-huh. they you know they talk about Jesus. It's kind of like that. Um, just tell him not to call it Jesus Ween, please. <laughs> I'll ask him if I get a chance. To, <laughs> I think they just say, you know, well, that's a good question. I don't know what they say. I'll try yeah. to remember and try to report back to you. Okay. Listen, Max, our time is short. All right. I have a, I have one funny thing that I wanted to mention, and I know you said you had a joke, and, and I don't know if you have some other stuff. But... I do. I have I have a, a technology story that that I could just throw at you, and, and, and you could go, hmm. Okay, do it. Um, and then I'll throw one right back at you. Okay. All right. Uh, depending on who you listen to, Microsoft is getting between 3 and $10 per Android phone sale because huh. lawsuits uh, – and copyright infringement? Not copyright, but uh, what you call it, infringement? Patent infringement. Pat's, patent, thank you. 
Yeah, you know, I saw something about that. I, I, I didn't realize that that was the um, that was the net result of that. I heard three to six, and I also heard ten. Hmm. That we're talking about a half a billion dollars. Right. Oh, sure. I mean, there's a, you know, there's a there's a lot of cell phones out there. That's right. God. Uh oh. Before Steve we go, Steve Jobs proved that. Well, that's the other thing that we have to mention. And I, I don't suppose we want to get hung up on on this at this time of the show, but Steve Jobs is gone. We talked about that in the show with no number. Oh, we did. Okay. All right. Yes, we did. All right. Yeah, no, we did. That alone. All right. Um, I got just a, a little quickie. Okay. Uh, you know, two hundred shows we've done. Mm-hmm. We've run across a lot of idiots. Yes, we have. And we've run across a lot of political idiots. Uh huh. But but I got one that may take the cake from Florida. Yeah. Okay, a state legislator, Representative Rich Workman, from the Melbourne area, uh-huh. filed a bill this week to bring back dwarf tossing, the barbaric <laughs> and, and barroom spectacle, and he said the reason was was because the government was too busy interfering with people's rights and if they wanted to throw dwarfs and if the dwarf was willing to accept payment to do that or have that done to him, that he should be allowed to. And so he's introduced this bill. Mm. That's actually an interesting political discussion, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do think the government should limit some of the things we do. For instance, fights to the death, which at this right. point the government still forbids. A dwarf tossing? Dwarf tossing? You're opposed to dwarf tossing? You know, I, well, first of all, I guess this means that in the Melbourne area of Florida, they, they, they do have it. Some, there are other problems and they can work on stuff. <laughs> and that is your, your, your go-to line, and I think it's a really good line. Uh, yeah, that was my biggest problem with this was – is this the most important thing that this guy has to That's say? I'd be working on. Come on, give me a break. Is, is that you your know? big issue? You going to the public with dwarf tossing? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Max. I think we need a joke to go out on. All right. I, I, I have. You know. <laughs> I found this joke funny. I hope everybody else does too. You have to. <laughs> you have to help me out. Well, here. you're giggling already. I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but it's just my sense of humor. What do you call a deer with no eyes? I have no idea. <laughs> that's, that's it. No idea. What do you call a deer with no eyes and no legs? Uh, that one I don't know. Still no idea. <laughs> what do you call a deer with no eyes, no legs, and no genitalia? I'm, I'm afraid to even wonder. <laughs> Still no fucking idea. <laughs> Oh, Max, I tell you, your sense of humor, <laughs> it brings me back to when I was a kid. Yeah, it's like, like the 50s. <laughs> right there above dwarf tossing. <laughs> well, Max, it was, it, it's been a lot of fun tonight. It has. It's been a lot of fun the previous 200 episodes. It has. It's been a lot of fun doing all the other stuff that we've done on this show. And I look forward to um, to doing some extra extra special podcast Argonauts stuff. Right. We, we've been a little tardy with the podcast as things have been disruptive. 
Um, we apologize for when we were what we were missing, and we hope to add some some extra. We'll make stuff. it up to you. We promise. Uh, our in our month long celebration of our four year ham four year and two hundredth anniversary. Right. Amazing. All right. All right. Have a good one. Thanks. You too. Night. Hi, this is Miss Nicole of 8 Beer Sampler Productions. You've been listening to Max and T-Fab Pete, the fabulous penguin of Countless Screaming Argonauts, the podcast of record. Listen to their podcast adventures at csapodcast.blogspot.com or download it free from the iTunes podcast store. Just search Countless Screaming Argonauts. The boys love to hear from you, so email them at csapodcast at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to show your allegiance to the show, pick up some CSA swag and help make the boys famous. You can purchase hats, shirts, and mugs, along with other appropriate gear, at Cafe Press. Click the link on their webpage. And thanks for listening.